Welcome to the Coppreneur Path Podcast. Welcome to the show that is all about the path from cop to coppreneur. I'm your host, Adam Wills. With this podcast, I'm going to help equip you for your own post-law enforcement entrepreneurial journey with lessons learned from my experience growing a successful post-Leo business. You'll also get to hear from fellow coppreneurs and experts in business and marketing whose advice will give you an edge against the competition. You are in the right place. So let's get after it. Welcome back to the Coppreneur Path Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Wills. And today, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about packaging up and productizing your intellectual knowledge. And you might be asking, what do I mean by that? Well, many of you have started or are growing businesses that have to do with your knowledge, your skill, your ability, and, and other things that you've gained during your law enforcement careers. So many of you have started instructor businesses, training businesses, that sort of thing. And either way, you are using those skills and that knowledge in your business. That is that is ultimately what you are selling. But the problem is most of you are likely on the hamster wheel of exchanging your time for money. And that is a fruitless endeavor that eventually is going to lead to your burnout. And so what I want to talk to you guys about today is how do we take our intellectual property, our knowledge, and how do we productize that? How do we take it from something that requires us to be somewhere or do something in person to provide a service and instead be able to sell that in a way, put it out there into the world in a way that doesn't require your time and energy, that allows you to live a life of freedom and enjoyment and uh, get off of that hamster wheel. So the very first thing we've got to understand, guys, is that we need to change our mindset. So if you have the mindset that what you are in the business of is trading your time for money, I want to get you away from that today. Okay. Relying solely on services that you provide isn't smart. Okay. It's, it's not a long-term solution for your business. It's a poor long-term solution for your business to rely solely on providing services. So whether that's going and coaching and training in person or providing some other type of service, ultimately that is going to lead to your burnout and your business can never grow beyond yourself or the addition of other people that share the same skill set that you do. And so you're always going to be in this mode of finding yourself either limited to what you can achieve and how much income you can earn or choosing to continue to hire more and more and more and more people in order to fulfill those services, right? You guys, you're not in the labor or product business, just to be clear, okay? It's not a labor or product business. You're in a transfer of knowledge business. If you're the type of, of uh, copreneur that is running a service-based business. Now, maybe you do have a product-based business 
And that's great. That's not who I'm talking to today. I'm talking to those of you that have a service-based business. Okay. You're not in a labor or product business. You're transferring your knowledge. That is the business you're in. You're in a business of transferring knowledge and you have to attract business by being known as the expert in your space. That's the only way to be able to properly run a service-based business and productize that intellectual knowledge is to be known as the expert in your space. Well, how do you become that expert or authority? Well, there's a number of different ways, but I want to tell you guys what I see working, not only for myself, but for clients of mine and, and, and just other people in general. This is These are proven things that work to um, generate that level of authority and perception of being an expert in your space. So you need to, you need to focus on giving away your knowledge is where that really starts. Focus on giving away knowledge through content marketing, essentially. So things like blogging, writing a blog and giving away the knowledge that you have, um, putting out an email newsletter to, to people with information. I hate the word newsletter because of all the ugly things that, uh, that, that, uh, drums up for me, like spam and stuff like that. But that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is having an email list of people that are interested in your content, interested in what you have to share and, and your knowledge and continuing to provide content through, through that email list. Uh, that continues to demonstrate that authority. Uh, social media, you can you can demonstrate your authority uh, on social media through, again, value-based posting, giving away knowledge and information that you have, sharing your ideas, sharing your thoughts on how things ought to be executed. Uh, you can use a podcast like what I'm doing here. A podcast is an amazing way to generate authority in a particular space. You know, somebody told me, and I didn't believe it until I started my own podcast, but there is literally, there are listeners, there are podcast listeners for literally every niche and topic that you can think of. If there's a topic to talk about, that you know, you can get at least one other person uh, on the phone or across the table from you for a cup of coffee to talk about, you can make a podcast out of it and people will tune in and listen. So podcasting is, is a great way. Uh, YouTube videos. YouTube is phenomenal because YouTube is the world's second largest search engine. So if you have topics and ideas and concepts to put out there to share your knowledge that are the types of things that people are searching for on Google, uh, then YouTube is phenomenal because you're going to reach people with those videos. You're going to be able to share that, that uh, impact. Another reason I really like YouTube is because it is, it's more personal than blogging or writing an email newsletter or doing social media or a, even a podcast because people can see you. Uh, there's something uh, innately you know, built into us as humans where when we can actually visualize another human being on, on the other side of something and, and see their eyes, especially through video, then it creates a more personal connection and it creates a higher level of trust. And so YouTube is, is a phenomenal method. You could also create a community. So think about creating a community around your business. 
So if you, let's say, are a, um, a defect defensive tactics instructor, and you are traveling around the country, and you are teaching defensive tactics, maybe even more specifically, I'll say you are certifying other instructors on the defensive tactics methodology that you teach. Um, that is an especially good example for a community. You can consider starting a private community where people have to, you know, maybe you give away access to that community as part of your uh, renewal dues each year and the initial certification that they get access to this community. And what do they do inside that community? They get the opportunity to share with each other, with other instructors and with you as the certifying instructor, challenges that they're having. What are they facing as they have now taken the skills that you've trained them on, gone back to their agency to teach others. And, you know, maybe they're working on their skills as an instructor. Maybe they're not, you know, this is their first instructorship and they're, they're learning, you know, they're learning the ropes of how to teach people and how to motivate cops. Cause that's a hard thing to do. We all know that if, if you're instructors, right? Um, so give them a space where they can communicate and collaborate with each other and, and gain that extra level of, uh, attention from you, your team, other instructors to help them grow. That continues to give you the opportunity to demonstrate further authority. All right. Well, here's what it comes down to, guys. You really have to hone in on your USP, your unique selling proposition. And you need to communicate it clearly into a space that has the problem that you can solve. Your unique selling proposition is really important, especially when they're is a crowded space. Okay. And what I mean by that is like there, there are, there are a ton of firearms instructors out there, right? There might even be a lot of different firearms instructors in your area. If that's what your business is, your unique selling proposition is how you stand out from the crowd. Okay. It is your knowledge about the topic that may be far and above, uh, your, you know, your competition, if you will, uh, anyone else that is, that is offering the same services as you maybe how you do it differently. What is your execution? What, uh, what is the, a particular way of doing something, uh, and training a skill or teaching something or, or, or fulfilling a service that, uh, you do it in a different way. You have a different process your secret sauce, if you will. Okay. That is not only, that's not only your unique selling proposition, but that is in fact, your IP, your intellectual property. That is how you stand out from the crowd. Think of it this way, guys. Uh, you know, you've probably, you know, especially if you're starting your business, maybe you're doing some cold outreach. Now, if you're not well-versed in what that means, what, what that terminology is, cold outreach. Cold outreach generally just means that you are reaching out to people. You're reaching out to your potential customers cold, meaning they don't know about you. They don't know about your offer. They don't know about what you have to, to give, what your business is. And you are reaching out to them and saying, oh, here's my offer. Here's what I do. And can I come, uh, can I come and teach it? Can I come and do it? Can I come fulfill this particular service? That's cold outreach. 
cold outreach guys is anti authority. There's no authority built in cold outreach. When, when you call somebody, you are essentially begging them to work with you, right? That doesn't demonstrate authority. That doesn't say I'm the best there is. Um, now I don't want to discourage you if you're just starting off, you're just starting your business and you feel like that, you know, you need to make some of those kinds of calls. That's okay. It's okay. What I'm saying is I want you to focus on as soon as possible. You need to lean on building your authority and credibility and not doing cold outreach because it is anti-authority. Instead, what you want is for the content that you're putting out, the intellectual property that you're packaging up and putting out into the world and giving away, you want that to be um, so powerful and so moving to people that instead of you reaching out to your ideal customer, they're reaching out to you and saying, please work with me. Please, we want to bring you in to teach this thing. Now, you guys, I want you to understand, I'm trying to speak a bit broadly here. I know some of you guys um, that are especially in the law enforcement training space as a business are going, well, I can't just go put out all of my information on LinkedIn and, and Facebook and, and YouTube, right? Like we don't need the general public having access to that sort of information. I get it. What I'm trying to do is speak broadly here to, to cover any, any fellow coppreneurs that might have a different type of service-based business and give them ideas too. Even though the examples I'm sharing are the, the instructor type business, because that's what the bulk of you guys are doing. It applies in various different ways. All right. So like I said, you know, the, the private community is a great way um, to be able to do that if you can't put that information out there. So anyway, don't get, don't get boxed in or caught up in that, please. you are running a law enforcement training business, I want you to check out Breacher CRM. Breacher CRM is the first and only business and marketing automation software that is purpose-built for law enforcement instructors to track and nurture leads, increase client retention, book more classes, and create recurring revenue. Right now, Breacher CRM is doing an awesome giveaway. Sign up by going to breachercrm.com forward slash launch and we'll send you an awesome tactical black thumb drive. On that thumb drive are instructions on how to participate in our giveaway scavenger hunt, which will gain you access to free prizes like mini courses to help you grow your business, lead generator templates, landing page templates, and more. Plus, everyone who completes the scavenger hunt by January 15th, 2022, will automatically be enrolled in our raffle for even more cool stuff. Breacher CRM is your tactical business toolkit. Sign up today at breachercrm.com forward slash launch. Okay, so we have to stand out from the crowd, like I mentioned. Now, your business, your business is not the labor of transferring your knowledge to others. Okay, let me say that again, just to emphasize it the right way. Your business is not the labor of transferring your knowledge to others. Okay. And I want that to sound contradictory to what I said earlier, because I did say you're in the knowledge business, right? You're in the business of sharing your knowledge. So that's not to sound any different. The reality is it's not the labor of transferring your knowledge to others. It's the process of building 
your knowledge to transfer to others. Okay. It's the process of gaining, growing, packaging, distributing intellectual property. So you are in the intellectual property business. So you can package that intellectual property into different products to be able to sell because diversity in your business's offering is important. You can't get stuck on just offering one thing that necessarily always requires you in person to go do a thing. Okay. So package your intellectual property into things like books, uh, you know, writing a book, uh, creating a course, an online course, um, a specific training, uh, a very, a very detailed specific online training or in-person training even that you can do collaboratively and in a group. Uh, you can package it into software, uh, mastermind groups, group coaching, that sort of thing. Okay. The thing to realize here, guys, is that little hinges swing big doors. And what I mean by that is that you don't look for, you don't look for a big hinge to swing a big door. You know, um, a handful of clients can generate a massive amount of revenue for your business. So look for the small changes that you can make in your process of your business that you can change that will significantly impact how you serve your clients. So look for the small things that you can change. Those are going to be the things that make the biggest impact and drive the biggest impact. Look for the small hinges in your business and don't get stuck in the, well, they need what I do trap. Okay. I actually have heard this from, from several, from several of you guys, from several fellow copperneurs that have said to me uh, when we, you know, uh, go through coaching or I ask questions about their business and they say, they say, well, you know, what do you, what is your offer? And they tell me what their offer is and what they're, what they're charging for it. And I'll say, well, that's too cheap, right? You can't, you can't make a living off of that. And especially if it's requiring your time and they'll say to me, well, yeah, but it's just, it's so important. It's so important. These guys need this training. They have to have it. Um, and, uh, agencies are, are struggling with a budget right now and that's not untrue. Okay. Uh, and again, I'm speaking in broad terms while using the instructor business as my example, this really can apply to any business, but you can't allow yourself to get stuck in this trap of, well, they need what I do. And therefore I'm going to, I'm going to do them a favor and I'm going to, reduce my price to something that I don't think that I think is less than what I I'm worth and what I should be earning for this just because I feel like they need it. Okay. Don't, don't sell yourself short. The reality is there may be potential clients or customers that, you know, that can't afford what your offer is, but there are others that can. And if you tie yourself up with those that can't afford it, then you're not giving enough attention to those that can uh, to be able to maximize your impact. So don't sell yourself short. Like there's there's this old analogy that I I really like and and have heard before about Picasso. And I have no idea whether this story is actually true or not. Um, it probably isn't. But the analogy I've heard is that uh, you know P Picasso 
you know, sat down uh, one day and, and uh, drew, drew this phenomenal piece of artwork on a napkin and, you know, handed the napkin over to this lady in the restaurant and said, uh, here you go. And she said, that's an amazing piece of artwork. How much do you want for it? And he says, I don't know, $20,000. She says, well, but that only took you like two minutes and it's on a napkin. And he says, no, it didn't take me two minutes. It took me 20 years to gain the knowledge and skill and ability to be able to draw that amazing piece of artwork on a napkin in two minutes. And that's true for you guys as well in your own business. If you, especially if you have a business where you are using your knowledge and your skills obtained from a career in law enforcement, you know, it, it's not, it's not a one hour course that somebody's paying for. It's all of your background experience and knowledge that went into creating the content of that course that makes it valuable. Okay. So you need to escape the time for money mindset because what you have to offer is so much more than just the time it takes you to present it to somebody. The reality is, is, unfortunately, the customer, they just don't, they don't really care about your intellectual property. They only want to know if, they'll, if they're going to get a return on their investment. That's all they want to know. They don't care about what went into putting together your intellectual property and how long it took you and the process behind it. Uh, the blood, sweat, and tears of, of all the things behind the scenes that they don't see. People just want to know, your customer just wants to know if they're going to get a return on their investment. And that return doesn't necessarily equate to dollar signs, but it equates to uh, mitigating a risk, uh, gained knowledge of their own, right? So it's, it's not just about a monetary return on investment. They just want to know, um, are they going to come out better from working with you than, than if they don't? Are they going to gain something from you? And so it doesn't matter. If, you know, maybe you're selling a course that you created two years ago and you just continue to sell it over and over and over again, the fact that it's two years old doesn't necessarily mean it's not worth anything anymore. And the fact that you haven't had to do anything else since you recorded it and put it together other than build the system behind it that generates the revenue uh, doesn't mean it's not worth the investment. It absolutely is. Okay. So here's the last thing I want to touch on guys. Uh, you, you need to, I want to encourage you to focus on creating multiple streams of revenue. So this is especially important for you when you are in a service-based business, because again, I'm not telling you not to do services and not to fulfill services. What I'm saying is you need to productize your intellectual property in a way that it supplements your, your service-based business and gets you off of the hamster wheel of feeling like you're going to drive yourself to burnout. Okay. So multiple revenue streams can mean multiple, can mean many different things. Um, but you need to find opportunities for recurring revenue. So like I said uh, earlier, you know, a community, building a community is a great, is a great way. Um, creating online courses, online courses are a great means of recurring revenue. And it, it again, it packages up that, that intellectual property, and, and puts it out to the world in a way that it doesn't necessarily always require your time and energy. So be thinking about guys, how you can create multiple streams of revenue for your business, uh, and productize your intellectual property. 
right? I hope this episode was helpful for you, especially if you're on a, in a service-based business um, and how you can uh, get off of that hamster wheel and uh, enjoy your business, grow your business, generate lots of income and wealth for yourself without burning yourself out. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for sticking around and I will catch you on the next episode of the Copper New Path Podcast. Hey, thanks for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review at leotoceo.com forward slash podcast dash review or in your preferred podcast listening app. I would love to hear your feedback and it will also help other copreneurs like yourself find the show. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to leo2ceo.com, click on podcast and search this episode number and you'll find all the links, descriptions and resources we talked about. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.